Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area, and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seeds website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Kadat and Chilson Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-back coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Kadat on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Friday morning here at Wax. Where has the week gone? Things are going fast, aren't they? As more nice weather in March continues in Wisconsin. Good morning, Shank of the Day, baby. Bob and Jill. Lucky Jill is with us this morning. Do you gamble on a regular basis? If you don't, you should. Actually, I don't. Maybe that's why I win once in a while. <laughs> I don't either, but I still never win. <laughs> we had our Christmas party that had to be uh, moved from December. It was scheduled during a snowstorm, so it had to be moved. So we had it last night, and Jill won the grand prize. So uh, good for you. And then a year ago, you won $10,000 from the FFA alumni. Yes, I did. There you go. Well, good for you. I'm glad we're keeping it in-house, although it's all in your house, not in mine. <laughs> but that's a good thing. We had a good time out at Riverbend Winery out uh, west of Chippewa Falls. Beautiful place out there. Sarah Antonson and uh, her family operate that, gave us a nice tour of the facility and uh, learned a lot about uh, winemaking here in the Chippewa Valley. It, well, a couple weeks ago, we were on the wine train up through the Napa Valley in California, and we didn't take a train last night, but uh, we had a good time. I enjoyed that. It was really neat to see all the vats and to see get the explanation of, you know, there's chemistry in making wine. Boy, there sure is. And boy, I'll tell you, they got, you know, anytime you're dealing with food, you got a lot of regulations, but boy, you can eat off the floor in a place like that. It's so clean. It's so clean. <laughs> It was really good stuff. So, and they got more than wine out there. They make gin and bourbon and whiskey and other stuff too. Yep, all those mixed things. What yeah. they call them spirits. There you go. Guy get hold up there, and that wouldn't be a bad bad place <laughs> to get hold up for a day in a snowstorm. So, thanks to Sarah and her family, great host last night for our Christmas party, and uh, we uh, we had a good time. So uh, again, thank and uh, famous Dave's providing the the food for us. So great food, great drinks, and uh, great fun. So it's good. Well, the Badgers lost another close basketball game. They just don't have that guy that can get them over the hump. But the high school tournaments, boys and girls, do continue this weekend. So if uh, you've got a team you're following. 
go out and do it. Also, uh, lots of things going on around the area, too, that we're going to talk about. Uh, what, Owen Withy has an ice fishing contest tomorrow? They do. They have it. Actually, it's on Sunday. Okay. It's Boy. on Sunday. It's the 21st annual ice fishing contest at the Mill Pond Park and Old School in Owen from noon till 3 o'clock. All right. So if you want to do that, we'll got other things on the calendar we'll talk about, too. But uh, weather, it shouldn't be a problem. Man, oh, man, you might be able to... Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we'll get upper 30s today. I'm sure a few folks are probably going to touch 40. Partly sunny sky down to about 21 overnight. 37 tomorrow and cloudy Sunday and Monday. Looks like a chance of precipitation. You might have to ice fish with an umbrella. How have you done that in the past? 40 degrees on Sunday, but again, a chance of precipitation. So if it's around 40, you know it's going to be... Mostly rain, but uh, again, keep an eye out on the weather. It changes fast in March. So nice warm temperatures, 30s and around 40, into probably the first, at least, or the middle of next week. Right now, it's 21 degrees in the Chippewa Valley on a Friday morning. Glad to have you up and at them on 20 in a row. Wax 104.5 on a Friday morning. Glad to have you along. 21 degrees. It'll get about 39 today. It's 5 o'clock. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Let's get her going. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Convicted murderer Alex Murdoch is scheduled to be sentenced today. The former high-profile South Carolina attorney is facing 30 years to life in prison without parole after being found guilty of murdering his wife and son. The prosecution claimed Murdoch was about to be exposed for stealing millions from his clients and committed the murders to gain sympathy. The jury came back from deliberations Thursday within hours following weeks of testimony. There's still no consensus in the federal government about the origins of COVID-19. Brian Shook reports. That's what National Security Council spokesman John Kirby told reporters Thursday. This comes after the Department of Energy and FBI said it's likely the virus leaked from a lab in Wuhan, China. Kirby said intelligence officials are continuing to investigate where the virus came from to avoid future pandemics. The intelligence community appears to be divided on the issue as at least four other intel agencies have concluded with low confidence the virus emerged from natural transmission from animals to humans. Humans. I'm Brian Shook. Walgreens says it won't dispense abortion pills by mail in some Republican-run states. Trey Thomas fills us in. The pharmacy chain announced on Thursday it will not dispense abortion pills by mail in 20 states where Republican attorneys general have told the company it risks breaking the law. A Walgreens spokesperson said the company made the decision after receiving a letter from the attorneys general. The spokesperson said Walgreens intends to become a certified pharmacy and will dispense abortion pills only in jurisdictions where it's legal. I'm Trey Thomas. Thomas. And Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg and his wife Priscilla Chan are investing $250 million into creating a biomedical research facility in Chicago. It's going to be named the Chan Zuckerberg Biohub Chicago. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And if you want to go along this summer, post haste. Get to holiday vacations. In other words, do it today because that trip filling very, very fast. It's going to be wonderful. I mean, if you've never been to Belfast and anytime anybody's going to Ireland, make sure you go to Northern Ireland because it is uh, it's a, quite a world over there. 
Remember the old IRA, the murals on the wall? It's it's very interesting. They've still got a wall up there. Everybody talks about the Berlin Wall. Well, there's a wall right through the middle of Belfast. It's still there, but the gates are open, so it's not like it's dividing the city so much, but it's still there as a membrane, and you see the murals on the wall. It's a spectacular place to see, that's for sure. So, again, get a hold of the holiday vacations day. Love to have you go along. Hey, today, partly sunny. Highs, upper 30. Same thing tomorrow. Maybe 40 on Sunday, but a chance of precipitation on Sunday. Same thing on Monday, upper 30s. Mixed precipitation, 36 on Tuesday, partly cloudy. Right now, the cool spot, Rice Lake, about 15. Medford's 22. Wausau's 19. Also 22 in Marshfield. Across the 28 this morning, Green Bay, 19. Madison Sun Prairie, 29. Milwaukee at 35 this morning. And a very pleasant 21 degrees here. How's the uh, calving going? You got any more or just those first two? Just those first two. Actually, I think the weather has something to do with it because I've heard they will not calve when it's rough weather for them yet. So, yeah, this will. What do you call rough weather? 39 and sunny. Oh, no, not now. Not now, but last week when it was all snowy. Okay. All right. Just a couple to test your skills, huh? Yeah, actually. You named them yet? Um, No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She needs help. They're still in the shed, so we haven't tagged them. We're going to tag them this weekend. Oh, good. And then I'll report to you next week what we named them. All right, what the names are. We wait anxiously to find out the names of those cattle. We'll tell you about the price of other cattle coming up. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And coming up, we'll have more on the proposed fee in Chippewa County for milk haulers. Brian Kelly, Highway Commissioner, will... Join us and explain that, trying to get it down to a no-cost fee. But is it still fair to have a permit for milk haulers and not other big trucks, including, well, some of those big county trucks hauling gravel and things like that? They're, they're on the roads, too. Granted, they're not on the roads every day like uh, the milk haulers are. But, uh, again, commerce. And, uh, you know, it's going to come down to dairy farmers are going to end up paying it. That's the bottom line because all costs get passed on to the lowest common denominator, and that's always, uh, obviously, the dairy farmer in this case. But we'll have more on that coming up. Now we've got to get to some markets. Brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance and uh, Jill the Cash Livestock. Choice-fed beefsters are 160 to 170 with mixed at 138 to 159. Choice-fed beef heifers are 160 to 172 with mixed at 133 to 159. Choice-fed Holstein steers are 133 to 150 with select and silage-fed steers 108 to 132.5. Cows are 72 to 109 with bulls at 90 to 112. Butcher hogs are 40 to 65 with sows at 51 to 55 and a quarter. Boars are 19 to 30. Shorn market lambs that are 120 to 155 pounds are 135 to 148. There's no quote on the unshorn market lambs. Feeder lambs are 150 to 280. Ewes are 75 to 250. Small goats are 170 to 205 dollars. Medium goats are 130 to 215 dollars. Excuse me, 215 dollars. Large goats are. One hundred sixty to four hundred sixty dollars, and nanny goats are fifteen to two hundred forty dollars. At the Mercantile Exchange, livestock futures mixed. Live cattle and hogs lower. Feeder cattle were mixed. April live cattle one sixty four ten. That's down a dollar two. June cattle one fifty nine forty five down a dollar fifteen. August one fifty eight seventy two down ninety five. October 
163.35, down 75. Feeder cattle, as we said, mixed. March uh, up 27 at 188.57. April unchanged 193.85. May down 17 at 198.82. August 212.70, down se- or up 7 cents, I'm sorry. And uh, September feeder cattle up 12 at 215.22. Hogs down across the board, April 83.85, down $1.10. May at 92.87, down 65. June, $100.57. That's down 22. And July at 102.72, that was down 35. Board of Trade, the May contracts, corn down a couple of cents yesterday. Poor exports, beans up uh, about 15 cents. Uh, Meal and oil regained a little bit of the market share. Let's look at the overnight trade on the July contract now as we're getting out into uh, that kind of thinking. July corn overnight was unchanged at 624. The oats down one to two cents at 336. July wheat down a penny at 718. Uh, Beans March at 1522 this morning. And July up a fraction at 1498. Meal unchanged, $463.60. Barrel cheese down two and a quarter, one fifty-three blocks up a penny at one ninety-one. Butter down three and a half at two thirty-four and a half. Class three prices went down a little bit again yesterday. March down four, seventeen seventy-one. April down fourteen at seventeen forty-five. May down a dime at seventeen eighty. June down thirteen at eighteen thirty-two, and July down eleven at eighteen ninety-one. Those prices mostly lower through December. And again, the milk caller situation and the. I don't controversy, is that the right word? Talking about a uh, dispute between, uh, well, maybe the highway commissioner, we could say, and the mill callers and the dairy farmers in Chippewa County. Talk to Brian Kelly, the highway commissioner, about this situation, and uh, we'll hear some of his comments next right here on Wax. It's 12 minutes after 5. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Chippewa County is looking at uh, some kind of an assessment for milk haulers coming up in the uh, in the spring, Brian Kelly is the highway commissioner, and Brian, give us an update of what what's in fact in place now, and what a proposal might look like in the future in Chippewa County. Okay, yeah, Bob. First of all, we've had a lot of damages in the spring on the on the roads from heavy loads, and what we're trying to do is um, ramp up enforcement, a little bit of public outreach and education. And through that process, we determined that um, milk haulers aren't exempt by state law. And so we went through a, a, quite a process of getting input from the milk haulers and come up with a, a permit that we could issue them. Um, we're currently in the process of going through approvals at Chippewa County. Um, that went through the highway committee last week, and it's going to the county board on the 14th. And that would be a no-fee permit um, the way it's written and allow them to come in and get a permit to be able to haul oversized loads in the spring and keep their milk moving. Now, you say they're they're not exempt. What what does that mean, and what about people that haul gravel and other heavy loads across county roads? Well, by state law, there's certain exemptions for emergency situations, and it doesn't call out milk hauling or any other divisible load. Um, we know that it's important to move milk because it's perishable and needs to be moved every day. So we're going to be um, permitting uh, milk to be moved in the spring. We're not going to be permitting heavy loads of gravel or any other divisible load um, because they're not perishable. But we're singling out milk and allowing them this extra capability because we know it's important. Now, this fee is 
$100 every spring, or how is this going to work if the highway or the county board does decide to go forward with this? The way it's written and forwarded to the board, it's a, it's a free permit. So uh, once that hopefully passes on March 14th, uh, we can issue those permits at no cost. Currently, uh, the ordinance only allows an oversized load permit, which is $100 per year. And so in order to permit milk collars right now, we're issuing that permit at $100 per truck. Um, once that hopefully passes on the 14th, then we'll issue a full refund for the full $100 back to those milk collars. And again, that's Brian Kelly, Highway Commissioner. Now, there's still some gray areas here, but again, milk haulers are on the roads every day, logging trucks, gravel trucks, even the county trucks haul some heavy loads as we get into spring, and again, this is not something that uh, is in stone, because March 14th is going to be a big meeting for the county board in Chippewa County, whether they will approve this or not is going to be seen, but uh, again... Dairy farmers, this will affect you. Of course, milk haulers, and, you know, if it's a free permit, okay, but uh, still, why the permit for the the milk haulers, I guess, and uh, not some of the other folks that haul some pretty heavy loads around. It's very much a point of uh, anguish, let's say, among the milk haulers. Uh, You know, can the townships then go ahead and charge a permit? And will other counties do this as well? Again, it's uh, it's a situation that uh, is very touchy right now in Chippewa County. And, uh, again, the milk haulers not happy with this proposal. 17 minutes after 5, but March 14th, again, it's about 6 o'clock, the county board will meet and find out whether or not they will vote even for this uh, free permit or whether it is discriminatory against milk haulers when other people are driving trucks across those roads as well. And then again, who's who's exempt by state law? Who's not? And all it's a state law. State legislators going to have to get involved in this too, depending on how it all works out. Seventeen minutes after five, we'll take a look at some of the other news in agriculture coming up right here on Wax. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax one hundred four point five and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's find out some of the other things going on in agriculture. Joe, what's up? Well, farmers across the country received about 10% less for their products in January when compared to this past December. Poultry and egg producers saw some of the biggest drops, getting 22% less during the month, with dairy income down 6.5%. Vegetable and melon growers also saw a 22% drop in their pay prices, while crop prices were down about 8%. Organic agriculture is also seeing some pullback in sales and production areas across the country. The latest USDA numbers show organic production sales were down 4% in 2021, with acreage also falling around the country, but the actual number of organic farms increasing. The total value of organic production is now about $11 billion across the country, with the highest returns for organic apples, eggs, corn, grain. And we'll have more farm news as we go along. Coming up, we're going to hear about some trends in the hemp industry. We'll see what's going on uh, with that stuff going on around Wisconsin as hemp for the last few years getting into the news. As folks are growing hemp, but what do you do with it? How do you make it successful? We'll hear about that. 20 minutes after 5 at Wax. 
the first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Wisconsin continues to be a hub for hemp research, even having a hand in developing some new resources for growers, such as the Midwestern Hemp Database and the Emerging Crops website. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. I caught up with Philip Alberti. He's a research program manager at UW-Madison in the hemp department, and he walks me through trends he's seeing in Wisconsin's hemp industry and tells me about the resources that hemp growers now have at their fingertips, beginning with that Midwestern Hemp Database. Yeah, we've been working on it kind of in the background for the last few years, um, a wide-scale collaboration with several land-grant institutions here in the Midwest, but we just launched our kind of grain fiber side of the database. So growers, whether they're growing for high cannabinoid hemp like CBD or CBG or grain fiber hemp, have a resource for agronomic performance and cannabinoid development. What exactly are growers going to see when they when they open it up? And is it online? It is all online and it's completely interactive. Uh, so when you go there, it might be a little overwhelming at first. So, you know, what are we really looking at? But it contains all of the research reports from all of the university trials that we've done that feed into the database. So people want to see where the data came from originally. They can see that as well. But it just provides an opportunity, kind of like a variety catalog for growers to look at, you know, when... If I was in Illinois and I grew this, or if I was in Wisconsin, when did it flower? What were the cannabinoid development like for that particular genetic? And how often was it or was it not compliant? Which is ultimately the biggest goal for growers is to grow something that they could harvest successfully at the end of the season. So we're just trying to treat this as like an interactive variety catalog for all things hemp. Speaking of catalog, another thing coming down the pipeline, it sounds like a lot of seed certifications for hemp. Yeah, I mean, just given that, you know, cannabis as a whole, um, especially hemp, wasn't legalized as a in the country until 2018, um, a lot of the seed certification, you know, organizations, whether that be state departments of ag or crop improvement agencies, were a little probably worried about getting involved with the shifting sand that was regulation but we're starting to see state organizations departments of ag start to certify seed from providers to give growers an idea of reputable seed providers which is something we really didn't have Um, the list has been growing over the last few years but that's just one piece of the puzzle that's that's about genetic uniformity and are the plants looking the way that we expect them to but doesn't always include things like agronomic performance or compliance and so it's one piece of the puzzle that growers can use to make their decisions and then go take a look at the database to, to make those final selections when you showed me a sample of some of the different seeds coming down the pipeline it reminded me of like the names of tomatoes that I find in my garden seed catalog. And that led me to wonder, can you plant hemp in a home garden or is that not allowed? It depends on the acreage requirements and the tax code of the land. So it's technically supposed to be done on a farm, but what a farm really is all comes down to, you know, tax codes and things like that. So um, there are acreage requirements. So I think, you know, depending on if it's an indoor or an outdoor field, there are acreage requirements, but many growers have found ways to get creative with where they grow given the current uh, regulatory landscape. I want to talk about Wisconsin's hemp landscape. Can you tell me about the number of growers, number of acres in the state, and how that's been trending since it was legal to grow as of 2018? Yeah, you know, Wisconsin's a unique case because we were handling our own regulation through uh, Wisconsin Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection, DATCAP. But as of last year, passed the, the regulation off to the USDA. So the state of Wisconsin follows the federal USDA hemp program, which is 
basically just changes who your regulatory body is and who's enforcing the hemp licensing. So we've seen some changes as a result of that as growers are getting accustomed to the new plan, new regulation, and who they need to speak with. So we've seen a dip in the last couple of years of hemp growers and license acreage, but with the, the shifting kind of focus away from you know smaller scale CBD, CBG to larger scale grain and fiber, the amount of research dollars that are being funneled it both at the federal and state levels for hemp, we're seeing a push towards commercial grain and fiber production more so, even though the processing centers are still kind of getting developed. There's been a huge push for that type of hemp given the potential. Well, so where's the value then in the hemp market? Is it more towards the fiber side of things now and not so much CBD? I I would say that right now, especially on a smaller scale, the value still might be in a CBD field if you have a processor lined up and have been kind of weathered the storm the last few years and kind of got things up and running, but we're starting to see pockets of hemp fiber processing happen throughout the country, and that has been a direct result of federal and state funding coming in to help with some of these projects, Um, and so I'm hopeful that we'll get a better idea of what that's going to look like in the next few years with all of this grant funding just coming into play right now. When we hear kind of the short life story of Wisconsin hemp, uh, you know, since it was legal to grow in 2018, the story has been that the market kind of was flooded. That's what we've heard from growers. Is that still the case? So there's been a lot of supply over the last few years that growers have been trying to get rid of, you know, 2019, 2020 material. From my experience, we're starting to see processors looking for biomass from growers, which is the first time that's happened in a few years because of this oversupply. So processors who had plenty of material are now starting to look to refill their stocks for the future. That's not to say to go jump in and start a bunch of hemp uh, all over again. But what it is saying is that there's an equilibrium that's kind of being met and we're starting to figure out what those needs are but this is a long play it's a new crop we're in the stage that corn and you know corn was in the early 1900s and so we have a long way to go with establishing this crop developing health and safety standards which are still a long way off this is in the for the long haul and we're seeing this as something that maybe 20 30 years from now we can really see the impacts of the work that's being done and our researchers at UW-Madison are on the front lines. Can you tell me about some of the, just like a brief overview of what you're focusing on right now in your test plots? Sure. So I work in Dr. Shelby Ellison's lab, and, and Dr. Ellison's actually been a, a big player in hemp for the, la- for the last three, four years. I mean, she's on several larger national grant projects focusing on germplasm collection. So how do we collect these wild hemp populations all across the state? How do we preserve them for breeding programs? And so if we're, we're looking for cooperators, who know of wild hemp sites, they can reach out to us and we'll send a team to go out collect it and they get to help with serving the greater good of this research. But also grower cooperator trials. If you're interested in growing grain or fiber or CBD type hemp and you're a producer who has a license or is looking to get that, uh, we have several trials that we run. We provide costs of seed. We provide testing costs. Growers just need to be licensed and be willing to to work with us on it. And that material can be kept provided they, they are compliant at the end of the season. So if you you're an interested grower who wants to try something new, try hemp again, or wants to get better at growing it, reach out to us. We have opportunities to partner and maybe cut some of these costs down. And again, that's our Stephanie Hoff with Phil Alberti, Hemp Trends Research and uh, Data for Growers, and he's at the UW-Madison Hemp in Wisconsin. 29 minutes after 5 o'clock, we've got weather ahead. We're also going to join uh, Morgan and the news coming up on WAX. Well, that guy was the subject of some conversation last night at our Christmas party, our station Christmas party. 
Did you recognize his voice, that boy? You know, I, I hear that a lot. I hear that voice make a lot of excuses as to why things around the house can't get done. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we had our Christmas party last night at uh, River Bend Winery. Yes. Yes. And the old smooth talker, also known as Alex, mm-hmm. had said earlier on the air, I don't drink wine. Yeah. Well, to be so, fair, he so had one sick. bad experience when he was young and Blair with a handle well, of it. He's got to try it again. Haven't we all had right. a bad experience right. with wine, and whether it's Annie Green Springs or Boone's Farm. <laughs> but they do it a little nicer up there at Riverbend. Boy, they do. Yeah. But, uh, but Alex had mentioned, yeah, I don't drink wine. Mm-hmm. So Sarah Antonson up there had a special, she bought him a special, I don't know, 12-pack of beer. Huh? Because they don't serve beer there, so they had a special trip pack, a twelve pack of beer. She was going to present to Alex, but he wasn't there. So she said, "What do I do?" He said, "Give it away to somebody else." So somebody else got it. Alex is out a twelve pack of beer. That'll teach him. That's for sure. We had student teachers conferences last <laughs> night, but uh, we could have used that beer. Let me tell you. <laughs> <I would> <laughs> We're going to start with those seven one five newsroom headlines, and that's going to take us pretty close to home here at UW Eau Claire and right down to campus with Governor Evers in the area talking about buildings and wanting to spend about two billion dollars on new projects right here at the UW campus and across the state as Eau Claire would mean a new science building. They've been working to replace Phillips Hall for years. In other political news, the governor continuing to make those trips around the state, and that also includes budget talk. Republican lawmakers have dropped a proposed flat rate income tax. Governor Evers says, all right, that works. That's good, because I probably would have vetoed it if they would have um, put, put one through. And Evers said he was confident that his proposed 10% tax cut or similar cut would be passed in the new state budget. His tax cut would be for people earning less than $100,000 or couples earning less than $150,000. Well, Altoona and Cinder City is gearing up to get uh, a little bit cleaner in the lakes as the new bed load sediment collector arrived this week. Does just what the name suggests, clears sediment out of the water and all of the gear cost uh, j- just a dollar because the city of Cleveland couldn't make it work for them. So kind of one of those deals. Altoona says it needs to remove tons of sand from Lake Altoona in order to keep those waters in good shape. Of course, it'll be a while before we can get out on that open water. Uh, but in the meantime, Department of Natural Resources offers tips on how to stay safe on ice that continues to melt and refreeze, especially a lot of driveways and parking lots have been a little tricky lately. You can always find that easy click right there at 715newsroom.com. And speaking of soggy, if you go for a hike in the National Parks of California, you might want to bring a buddy. A real warning from the National Park Service. If you encounter a bear, never push a slower friend down. NPS says feeding another human to a bear is not the answer. They say assess the situation, pick up all food and small children, and try to keep movement slow and sideways. If that doesn't work, they say be as tall as possible and make a whole lot of noise. But do know bears can run as fast as a racehorse uphill and down, so don't run. Bree Tennis, NBC News Radio. And away from the bears and back to the beer man, we go to the barn with Bob Bosel, Jill Welke, and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5. How can we live before without that uh, edging news? Cutting edge. Well, I think back in the day, you always picked one slow friend to take with you just in case, right? That's the old joke. What happens if we can run into a bear? Well, I think I'll be all right. I can run faster than you can. Sorry. Nice knowing you, right? Absolutely. Oh, have a good weekend. You too, my friend. All right. There goes Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom this morning. How about the weather? What are we going to do if you're going to be out in the woods walking around? It shouldn't be 
too bad a day. Wear your snowshoes or mud boots or whatever. Let's find out. Derek Dahlman's over at Skyborn 13 this morning. Morning, Derek. Good morning, Bob. Well, I haven't talked to you for a while. I know. Every time I work hello, you seem to be MIA. I knew you were going to say As soon as I said that, I thought I shouldn't say that because he's going to say that he's been here and I haven't. It's okay. Uh, me and Kristen have had really good conversations uh, in the meantime. Well, that's good. That's good. But again, this uh, March is coming in like a lamb. It sure is. Not a whole lot to track, especially for today. Uh, we do have some mid and high level clouds working up from the south right now. Therefore, I am expecting intervals of clouds and sunshine. As we do wrap up the work week here, temperatures are going to be seasonable once again. In fact, run slightly above average to around 39 later this afternoon. Otherwise, going into tonight, we'll stay partly to mostly cloudy. Lows drop to around 23 degrees. And then for your day tomorrow, there will be an upper-level disturbance sliding in from the west. That might spark up a stray snow shower or flurry, but staying mostly cloudy. Highs into the mid and upper 30s before increasing chances of rain and snow do arrive later in the day on Sunday. Mainly cloudy skies. Breezes picking up from the east-southeast, and we are going to see temperatures approaching that 40 degree mark. Right now in Eau Claire, it's currently 18 degrees. I'm Skywarn 13 meteorologist Derek Dahlman. Have a good weekend, Derek. You too, Bob. Thank you. There he goes. Derek Dahlman over there sitting in for Mike Dandria this morning. Again, 18 degrees right now. And we're 24 minutes before 6 o'clock on a Friday morning at Wax. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we'll get to the markets, uh, take a look at the calendar, a few things going on. Uh, I know one thing that will keep a lot of folks busy tonight, high school basketball. Good luck to all the teams, boys and girls still in it as the girls get into the sectionals this weekend uh, for their right to go to Green Bay to the state tournament next week. So, again, good luck for that. But a lot of other things going on, too, including more of our farm news. Looking for candidates, Jill. The Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection is looking for nominations for dairy farmers to serve on the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin board. Each year, one third of the board is up for elections, and our area this and in our area this year that includes District One, which includes most of northern Wisconsin, District Four, which includes Barron and Polk counties, District Seven, Clark County, and District Thirteen, that includes Buffalo, Pepin, and Pierce counties. Nominations are due. To DATCAP by March 31st, with elections running from May 1st through the 26th, with the winners starting their three-year terms on July 1st. The state of Wisconsin is all in for getting more trained workers for the state's meat processing industry. From March 21st through the 23rd, the UW-Madison will host a meat talent development program thanks to a $5 million grant created by Governor Tony Evers. The three-day session will include sausage making and meat curing from industry leaders. There will be another session in August for meat and poultry poultry processing. Now, trout farming has gotten very popular and is growing across the state and country. Last year, the value of trout sales in the state reached just over $1.75 million, a jump of 4% from 2021. Nationally, trout sales were also up 4% to $103 million on sales of over 27 million trout over 12 inches long. The average price last year was $2.19 a pound, up 7% from 2021. Ohio is leading the trout rearing. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, Idaho, sorry. Idaho is leading trout rearing state 
is the leading trout rearing state with sales of almost $41.5 million. Yeah, I looked at the leading states and I saw Idaho is number one. There are two or three others that were surprising as well, but uh, Idaho leads the nation in trout production. Now you know something you didn't know before. 19 minutes before 6 o'clock. Again, 18 degrees, looking for 39. Partly cloudy today. And uh, gear up, 7th and 8th of March. We want to see you here in Eau Claire. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Yeah, lots of things going on today. If you're in the horse business or want to get in the horse business, be over at Premier Livestock in Withy. They're going to have a horse sale today. I think he, Rocky, didn't Rocky say they got about 300 head? They'll start selling about 9.30 this morning, something like that. Yep. So, so that's this morning, but uh, there are some other things going on, too. What else is happening, Jill? Well, you know, we were talking fish in the egg news, but there's an all-you-can-eat fish fry at the St. Olaf Parish. That is tonight from 4 to 7. That's on the north side of Eau Claire. Yep, the St. Olaf Parish on the north side near the airport. And if you're if you're looking for breakfast on a Sunday morning, go to the village of Lake Halley and Lake Halley there Chippewa County 4-H Horse Program is sponsoring a all-you-can-eat pancake bref- breakfast on Sunday from 8 till 1. And more fish. And more fish. Don't we have a fishing contest coming up? Oh, yeah. I thought we talked about that, but here we'll talk about it again. The Owen Withies Lions Club is having their 21st annual ice fishing contest. You can never talk about that stuff too much. Oh, yeah, I know. At the Mill Pond and Old School in Owen on Sunday, uh, March 5th, from noon till 3 o'clock. So a lot of fish going to be happening out there. Well, that is for sure. So those are some of the things. And, of course, then don't forget, Farm Show coming up in Eau Claire on March 7th and 8th. So come on in. Doors open at 9 o'clock. Free parking, free admission. Uh, I think uh, Sally Henry... North Country told me they got over 100 exhibitors. So. Yep, I talked to her yesterday, and she said they had 110 exhibitors. And good. she's all excited about having the whole building full. Ah, that's good. So come on out. We want, we'll be there, too. We'll have our wax booth. So stop in and uh, visit with us. And we've got some uh, gift certificates from Marika's Gouda. And we're going to give those away as well. we got markets to get to, but... Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we will get to the markets, but uh, this is March, and everybody that's been around here for any length of time knows we got lots of stuff going on in March. We talked about uh, some things coming up this weekend, but, Jill, more things going on this coming week besides the farm show in Eau Claire. Yeah, there's the last nutrient management workshop on Tuesday, March 7th from 1 to 4 at the Eau Claire County Land and Conservation Division at the Ag and Resource Center in Altoona. Now, that's the last one, so if you haven't gotten your nutrient management stuff done, get it done. And, you know, if you come to the farm show in the morning, you can go finish up at the workshop in the afternoon. Oh, good deal. And there are beef producer seminars. These are rescheduled because of the snowstorm on Wednesday, March 8th, there's one at sponsored by Alcivia down at in Baldwin at the Phoenix Grill and Event Center. And on Thursday, the 9th, there's one at the Wamandy House in Wamandy. Those are beef producer seminars sponsored by Alcivia. And uh, PDPW will be having their business conference. Uh, that's coming up in a little over a week. Yep, the 14th and 15th. Down, down in Dells. Wisconsin Dells. All right, so those are more calendar items coming up. You got something you'd like us to share with the folks? Send it along to us because we're uh, 
We're not on TikTok and all that other garbage. I'm not on TikTok or Instagram. or Yeah, so send it to us. Uh, get it to us. Waxbob at gmail.com. Email it or uh, send it through the regular mails, whatever. We'll get it on for you. All right, let's do some markets closer to home. Where are we going? Let's go to Equity Altoona and hear from Jim Lindsay. Choice beef steers nefers dollar thirty to a dollar fifty eight. Choice dairy cross steers nefers dollar thirty to a dollar fifty. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers dollar forty four to a dollar fifty. Choice Holstein steers dollar twenty five to a dollar forty three. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers a dollar twenty four and down. Top twenty percent of the cull cows sold from eighty six to a dollar twelve. We had a t- extreme top of a dollar fifteen on a high yielding beef cow. Sixty percent of the cows sold from sixty seven to eighty five. The bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from sixty six and down. Organic market on Tuesday from Tuesday eighty percent of the organic cows sold from a dollar fifteen to a dollar thirty. Bottom twenty percent of the organic cows sold from a dollar fourteen and down. Cull bulls sold from ninety five to a dollar ten. Thin full horn and lightweight bulls all discounted. Eighty percent of the ninety five pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from seventy five to one hundred and thirty dollars per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from seventy five dollars per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from one hundred to two hundred and eighty dollars per head. Our next special feeder sale is this Friday, March third, starting at noon. We are expecting 250 to 300 head of beef and Holstein feeders for that sale, as well as bred beef cows and a few cow-calf pairs. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104 to check out our early consignments. Go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Thank you, Jim. You have a great day, too. And just a reminder... The 2023 annual district meetings for equity sale barns coming up. March 13th, Altoona and Barron, Off-Broadway Banquet Center in Menominee. That'll be 11 o'clock in the morning. And then that evening, the Sparta annual meeting will be held at Beatles Bar and Restaurant in Centerville. That'll be at 7 p.m. So both those meetings on Monday, March 13th. And then the big St. Patrick's Day event will be over for the Stratford Sale Barn at the Country Air, just north of Stratford. And that'll be at 11 a.m. We'll find out more about that. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And the maitre d' at that uh, Stratford meeting on St. Patrick's Day over at Country Air for the Stratford Equity Barn. Jerry Fitzgerald joins us. Have you got... Corned beef and cabbage on the menu for that day? I don't know. Like I said, I'll have to check with Dwayne and see what they're putting on for that. So we're looking forward to that just in, uh, well, actually two weeks from today. So it's yeah. kind of keeping up. And, Bob, before we do the markets, I if you give me about a couple seconds here, I want to do a little public service announcement, if I may. The... Uh, there's been some concern, um, well, a lot of northern counties, but even some some areas over here. Folks, if you're driving on snowmobiles... Stay on the trails. There's been a lot of instances where folks have been meandering off the trails, driving on private farmland. Folks, these farmers let you come through their land, uh, uh, so respect that, because we've had quite a few instances where it's been violations, and there are some clubs that have closed portions of the trails down simply because a few people are not following the rules. So throw my two cents in for that, and I think it's important. Yeah, farmers are good enough to uh, allow you to trail through their land, uh, respect their land, and also... (laughs) It's a whole lot safer to stay on the trail because I've heard unfortunate accidents where people get off the trails and haven't fared very well. You don't, you don't, you come in second when you run into a tree or a big rock or something like that. So, uh, you know, if you're going to snowmobile, do it right. Good advice. Well, sir, what's uh, happened this week over at the Stratford Sale Barn? 
All right, we better do that too, Bob. Thank you, and good morning, everyone. A summary from uh, this past week here at Equity Stratford on Thursday's auction. Also, on the cow market yesterday on the close, high-yielding, fleshy Holstein cows in yesterday's auction were selling from 88 to 93 earlier in the week. Uh, we had some cows, quite a few cows, sell from then 94 up to $1.03. Most of the cows this week were selling between 68 and 88. Uh, light carcass, thinner cows, 65 and below. On the organic market on Tuesday, continues to be very strong. High-yielding, uh, good uh, quality certified organic cows are selling from 132 to 144, lower-yielding organic cows, 130 and below. On the Fed cattle trade this week, choice creating Holstein steers, uh, we're selling mostly from 128 to 143. High-yielding choice, strictly prime Holsteins from 143 to 149. Underfinished select grading cattle, 125 and below. Bull market this week, your better quality high yielding bulls is from 93 to 110. On the calf market on the close, good quality Holstein bull calves mostly from 100 to 175 yesterday's auction. Again, a lot of bull calves earlier in the week selling from 185 to a top of 235. Fairly limited demand on those heifer calves, 30 and below. Beef calves, very strong all week, 175 to 345 on yesterday's auction earlier in the week. A lot of those beef calves sell from 350 up to a top of 400. And that concludes this week here at Stratford. We'll be uh, getting underway Monday uh, morning, uh, full marketing week on tap uh, for next week. And just uh, our next hay auction will be, of course, next Tuesday. And uh, next feeder cattle sale will be next Wednesday. And just a reminder, also next Tuesday will be our dairy auction, 11 o'clock. Uh, just as a note, if you folks are looking for hay, we do have some advanced consignments for hay already, include some round bales. We have small squares already for that sale next Tuesday if you folks are looking for those. So, again, folks, have a nice weekend. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. There, I, I was reading one weather forecast. There's something coming in. I don't know where it is right now, but I think it's going to be more to the south. But this time of the year, uh, you never really know what you're going to get. Well, that's for sure. Have you got your snowmobile put away? I know the mafia over there told me you had a souped-up snowmobile that go about 100 miles an hour. Um, well, that was like about 40 years ago, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I know the feeling, but uh, again, it's good advice and a good message. If you're going to ride the snowmobiles, do it the right way. Here, you have a good weekend, Jerry. You guys enjoy it. A lot of stuff going on. We'll talk to you on Monday. All right. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. And uh, again, if you're looking for uh, some good snacks, Marika Gouda, don't forget, they've got the new store open now in Eau Claire. And as we look at the markets uh, on the Board of Trade yesterday, May is, uh, March rather, still the, the near month, and uh, corn down two cents yesterday, poor exports, beans up 15, meal and oil recovered a little bit, but uh, we're going to look out at uh, July contracts overnight, corn unchanged 624, oats one to two cents lower at 336, wheat down one at 718, soybean meal unchanged 46360, March soybeans did close at fifteen twenty two yesterday, and overnight July soybeans were a fraction higher at fourteen ninety eight. And our country elevator prices: Northside elevator of Loyal corn is at five eighty three with beans at fourteen fifty. Arcadia location corns at five ninety six with beans at fourteen fifty five. Wheat and grain Chippewa Falls location corns at five seventy nine with soybeans at fourteen fifty. And Connorsville. Corn, 579, and soybeans at 1445. On the DTN screen, corn at uh, Golden Plump, $6 a bushel today. At Baldwin, 587, beans, 1449. In Duran, 582 for the corn, 1444 for the soybeans. Mondovi and Elmwood, both at 587 on the corn. The beans at Mondovi, 1449, Elmwood, 1454. At Fall Creek, the corn is 573, the beans, 1424. 
Osseo, corn 592, beans 1454. Elk Mound, corn 588, beans 1450. Sparta, 583 and 1436. Ellsworth, corn is 562, beans 1404. Ethanol plants, Boyceville, $6 a bushel for corn today. At Stanley, 589, New Richmond, 581. Barrel cheese, two and a quarter cents lower yesterday, a dollar fifty three. The blocks up a penny at one ninety one. Butter down three and a half at two thirty four and a half. Class three prices were lower. March down four at seventeen seventy one. April down fourteen at seventeen forty five. May down a dime seventeen eighty. June down thirteen at eighteen thirty two. July down eleven at eighteen ninety one. And once again, not a bad day, 39, partly cloudy, more clouds than sun today, and uh, maybe a little bit later over the weekend, Sunday into Monday, we'll have some uh, mixed precipitation. Hey, hang on with us, the wine lover, Alex, is coming up next. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi and the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadar. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.